Happy Pride Month! In this episode, I'll be looking at the history of the LGBTQ plus community and Pride Month in the United States. I've already covered the United Kingdom back in February, and now I'll look at the US as these two countries are where the majority of my audience are located. Pride Month in June is not really recognized internationally, as Pride celebrations take place in many other places at different times, including in the months of February, August, and September. LGBT plus Pride Month occurs in the United States to commemorate the Stonewall Riots, which occurred at the end of June in 1969. The many Pride events held during this month aim at recognizing the impact LGBTQ plus people have in the world and are a showcase of the spirit of the community and demonstrate that gay rights are human rights. I'll be looking at the Stonewall Riots in an episode tomorrow, as June 28th is the day that the uprising began in 1969. Throughout history, two presidents of the United States have officially declared a Pride Month. First, Bill Clinton, who declared June Gay and Lesbian Pride Month in 1999 and 2000, and Barack Obama, who declared June LGBT Pride Month each year he was in office from 2009 to 2016. I call upon all Americans to observe this month by fighting prejudice and discrimination in their lives, and everywhere it exists. That is U.S. President Barack Obama's Proclamation 8529, made on the 28th of May, 2010. Donald Trump became the first Republican president to acknowledge LGBT Pride Month in 2019, although he did so through Twitter rather than an official proclamation. The following information is sourced from the website whitehouse.gov. On March 31, 2021, President Biden became the first US president to issue a proclamation commemorating the Transgender Day of Visibility. And on the 1st of June, President Biden said, I, Joseph R. Biden Jr., President of the United States of America, by virtue of the authority vested in me by the Constitution and the laws of the United States, do hereby proclaim June 2021 as Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Transgender, and Queer Pride Month. I call upon the people of the United States to recognize the achievements of the LGBTQ community, to celebrate the great diversity of the American people, and to wave their flags of pride high. Furthermore, the State Department has announced that it will permit U.S. diplomatic outposts to fly the pride flag on the same flagpole as the U.S. flag at their embassy or consulate. Along with this, Biden has said that his administration is taking historic actions to finally deliver full equality for LGBTQ families. On his first day in office, he signed an executive order for all federal agencies to fully enforce the federal laws which prohibit discrimination on the basis of gender identity or sexual orientation, protecting LGBTQ people from discrimination in employment, healthcare, housing, lending and education. Biden also signed an executive order countering the Trump-era policy which banned transgender Americans from serving in the US military. His executive order allows patriotic transgender Americans to proudly and openly serve their nation in uniform. Furthermore, Biden has said that his administration is working to promote and protect the rights of LGBT plus individuals abroad. Importantly, President Biden has put together the most diverse administration in the history of the United States. High up in office, our Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, who was the first openly gay cabinet secretary confirmed by the U.S. Senate, and Assistant Secretary for Health, Dr. Rachel Levine, who was the first openly transgender person ever confirmed by the U.S. Senate. 
apart from these barrier-breaking LGBTQ plus leaders, a total of 14% of all appointees in the Biden-Harris administration identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or queer. Now let's go back five years to the shooting at the Pulse nightclub. Earlier this month, President Biden signed a bill designating the site of the 2016 Pulse nightclub shooting as the National Pulse Memorial. On June 12, 2016, at the LGBTQ plus nightclub Pulse in Orlando, 49 people were killed and multiple others were wounded while celebrating a Latin night. It was called an act of terror, of which the extremist group ISIS claimed responsibility, labelling the victims filthy crusaders and praising the actions of the shooter, Mateen. Officials had said that Mateen called 911 from the nightclub and expressed his allegiance to an ISIS leader. Ironically, there have been claims by a number of patrons of Pulse claiming that they have seen Mateen in the nightclub before, and his ex-wife also stated her belief that he was not completely heterosexual. There were also rumours that he used gay dating apps. Furthermore, Mateen's father told NBC News the attack had nothing to do with religion, and his ex-wife said that the time they were together, he was a non-practicing Muslim. I do also want to say how incredibly sad it is that the actions of Islamic extremists have led to a wave of Islamophobia in the United States. These small number of extremists have managed to create such a negative image of such an extensive and wonderful community. This group of people, like those from other religions, nationalities and cultures, have broken away and formed an extremist group which has left such a negative impression on a large group of people who do not necessarily hold the same extremist beliefs. Now back almost a year earlier to June 26, 2015. On this day, the US Supreme Court removed all state bans on same-sex marriage, legalized it in all 50 states, legally requiring all states to honor out-of-state same-sex marriage licenses and allow same-sex marriage to be performed, as same-sex marriage is a fundamental right. Following the legalization of same-sex marriage, a study of nationwide data showed that the legalization of same-sex marriage corresponded with a reduction in the rate of attempted suicide among teenagers. Between January 1999 and December 2015, approximately 134,000 fewer teens attempted suicide each year in the United States. By late 2014, same-sex marriage was legal in enough states that meant more than 70% of the United States population could enter same-sex marriages. On November 6, 2012, Maine, Maryland, and Washington became the first states to legalize same-sex marriage through a popular vote. Back to the 17th of May 2004, Massachusetts became the first U.S. state and the sixth jurisdiction in the world to legalize same-sex marriage. In 2003, same-sex sexual intercourse was decriminalized nationwide in the United States. In the year 2000, Vermont was the first state to make civil unions legal, providing most of the state-level benefits of marriage to same-sex couples. In 1992, Washington, D.C. passed a law that allowed same-sex couples to register as domestic partners. Three years prior, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors passed an order allowing same-sex couples and unmarried opposite-sex couples to register for domestic partnerships, granting them hospital visitation rights and other benefits. In 1977, Harvey Milk, who I've mentioned in a previous episode, became the first out gay man to be elected to public office in the United States. Finally, back to 1962, when Illinois became the first US state to decriminalize same-sex intercourse. I guess we could go back to 1873, when South Carolina was the last US state to repeal the death penalty for homosexual behavior, 
Records show that there were at least two executions for homosexuality, which, if accurate, was less than the UK, where the last executions were on the 27th of November, 1835, when James Pratt and John Smith were hanged outside Newgate Prison in London. There were more instances of capital punishment other than these two victims. Capital punishment for homosexuality still exists today in Afghanistan, Brunei, Iran, Mauritania, Nigeria, Saudi Arabia, Somalia, and the United Arab Emirates, although it has been found that not all of these countries still practice capital punishment, although it does exist as a legal method of punishment in their law systems. That's it for this episode of my podcast. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and share this episode with your friends and family. The next episode, releasing tomorrow, will focus on the Stonewall Uprising of 1969. If you have any perspectives or additional information you would like to share, please fill in the Google form below, or use the methods listed in the description and the description of my podcast to contact me directly. Thanks again. Bye.